everyone listen to this, please. with i think who's oh, the last person we interviewed was toby not too long ago i think that was maybe like four weeks ago now ish kind of before everything started to get yeah before everything started to get a little weird um we were back today i think do you guys know off the top how many interviews this is this is 11 11 i think 11 okay so um yeah this is our 11th interview um definitely a special one um if, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself eve um just let everyone know who you are and um, kind of what a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I'm Evelyn, but I obviously also go by Eve. Um, I have a lot of things under my belt. So where do I start? I, well, right now for work, I'm a consultant, so I do social media. Um, as a consultant, I literally just quit my full-time job at Undefeated where I was doing social media a few months okay. ago. So this is like a new life for me. Okay. Um, but I also founded a women's hiking group here in LA called Hike Club. And yeah, we'll get into the rest. I'll give yeah. them that for now. Okay, cool. Um, I think a good a good starting point kind of just to jump into it. Um, well, I mean, I get, probably just the first question I have, what does it mean to be a social media consultant? Okay, so literally when you're like freelancing, you can call it a million different things. So I call it something different every single time I have an interview. But <laughs> basically, um, the past five years, I've been doing like social media management stuff for different brands. So obviously my last uh, like full-time situation was with Undefeated. And mm -hmm. before that, I had worked with like Tom's and The Honest Company. Okay, okay. And I had just been like jumping around um, doing everything under the umbrella that is like social media management so that's like content creation influencer marketing um strategy all of that stuff so now i do that for myself and i have clients so i work with other brands but i obviously don't have to be tied down to any one specific yeah um brand so that's been really nice okay that's cool yeah. um how did you fall or i mean did you fall into that or was that something that you went to school for well, I went to school for journalism, and when I was um, in college, I did a bunch of, like, social media internships, so I was like, oh, well, maybe this is what I should do, and I just kept going, and that's how we ended up here. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily the, like, actual plan, Yeah, yeah. but obviously it was meant to play out this way because I wouldn't have even known that I would have gotten to this, like, point. I don't know. The journey's been really weird um so yeah I guess that answers it um no that 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 definitely answers it um kind of speaking about your journey and um how you got to this point you mentioned that you grew up in the DMV right yes grew okay. up in northern Virginia shout out to Woodbridge okay Woodbridge Virginia <laughs> um did you did you go to school out there or was it like you kind of like left home after high school or yeah so I went to school in Richmond I went to VCU Okay. which is Virginia Commonwealth University. It's like the most artsy school in Virginia, basically. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, that definitely like, you know, helped shape my perspective. And I for sure wanted to leave Virginia right after I graduated high school, but obviously I stuck around a little longer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun. Like I said, I didn't necessarily see that I would have gone into this like whole social media world specifically when I was going to school because I was going for journalism, but it was a, it was like, I had the foresight then and I didn't even know, like looking back and I'm like, damn, I really had the direction yeah. you know, knowing that social media would go into what it is now. Cause I back think- then that wasn't really a job. No, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's it's kind of funny to like look back, but I think that's a common thread among all of us and among like a lot of people that I'm sure that we know that if you if you look at what you're doing now versus where you were when you were still in school or where you were like four or five years ago, you can kind of see like the the small pieces of like, oh, I know I want to do this or I've been interested in this like forever. And then um, just yeah, being able to a lot of us have been lucky enough to to take those things and um make an an occupation out of it or make a job out of it absolutely yeah i mean for me with social media it started out just like wanting to be creative and like work with brands that i was like passionate about and so that's how i started kind of just like interning and my first internships were not sexy at all they were like two nonprofits in dc that i literally was not even super into like one was like fuel cell technology and the other one was this like inhalant like substance abuse organization (laughs) things i literally knew nothing about but it like got my it got me you know through the door of just like having experience in that yeah yeah there i did like an internship in la for this like backpack startup so i was like starting to get into my swing of things and then went to school graduated i interned at the white house actually right after school which had nothing to do with social media, but it was an amazing opportunity, so I did it. Um, and then after that, I got a job, literally like ended the internship on a Friday, started a job on Monday, Damn. and ended up moving into the social media department at that job. Um, and then I stayed there for like a year and moved to LA, and that's when everything just took the fuck off. Yeah. Offers coming from everywhere. I was finally like really in my like zone as far as making my passions and shit starting to work for me. So I just had to get here really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a very like interesting route. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. before I, before I ask about your, your passions, um, what's the white house like? <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> Literally so crazy. So I was, um, a first lady intern. So I was in the, office of michelle obama because that's who it was back then and yeah it was such a wild time like you know you know how sports teams will go to the white house for their like a little is it do they actually get a trophy then i can't even remember so i think like when the team after the team wins the trophy and everything they take a little bit of time off they do like the celebrations like back home or whatever And then they all go to the White House to meet the president. And I think they bring the trophy there. Okay, that's what it is. I'm like, do they give them something? I can't remember. But um, <laughs> we were able to, like, sit in on those ceremonies and, like, watch them as a seat killer. So it was just a crazy, crazy time. That's right. Damn. I feel like – I know a lot of kids <clears throat> go on, like, trips. I, I feel like it's not a California thing because I don't really know too many kids from California who did it. But a lot of kids go on, like, trips to the White House when they're in, like, elementary school. 
Yeah. I mean, when you grow up in like that area in the DMV, every school field trip is to DC, basically. Like every museum, you go to the zoo, you've done it a million times. I think, um, I remember like seventh, seventh or eighth grade, like all the schools in my city, like you had the opportunity to go to the White House if you wanted to go. Like there'd, go? Be, like, there'd be like a little field trip. You just like, I think they would have like payment plans and stuff. I mean, I never went, but um, yeah. What um, I was going to ask something. Um, oh yeah. Like, so like what, what made you come to LA instead of New York? Cause I feel like anyone that's kind of creative, like on the East coast, like whether yeah. they're in Atlanta or DC or whatever, they just go to New York. Like what made Great you come to LA? That is exactly why I came to LA because everyone goes to New York. New York. Chilling with your boots, she say you my biggest fan. Yeah, I'm still that bitch, but now I'm feeling like a man. All up in my business, but you ain't on payroll. Waving that you haters like my name was Mayno. Thirsty ass bitches need to drink a Faygo. Got time on your hands, you should start a talk show. I don't give no fuck because what do they know? Yeah, you're trying to beat the moves, but you know I stay low. I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk. I said I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk. I said I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk. I said I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk, I let the people talk. I said I let the people talk. Myself made hoe, I had to get it out the mud. All my niggas from that 501 Never clocked out, bitch, we always working Got so much to say and get your pockets hurting Never wanted in me, but y'all always acting All my garments engineers, so they love my fashion Heard you talking shit, so you know I'm taxing I see you talking shit, you a closed caption I let the people talk, I let the people talk I let the people talk, I said I let the people talk I let the people talk, I let the people talk I let the people talk, I said I let the people talk I let the people talk, I let the And my aunt lived here, so I, you know, like I said, I interned out here, I would visit growing up, and I knew I really liked LA, and that internship really gave me, like, you know, a little taste of what it actually is like to live here. Mm -hmm. So I knew once I graduated, I wanted to just, like, totally get away. You know, you still had the opportunity to work with different, like, creative, like, brands and fashion, or for me, beauty, or whatever it is that you want to work in here in LA so I was like all right fuck it I'm gonna just go completely my own way and see what happens so Um, what did you did you how did how did you feel not being from Los Angeles but trying to find jobs out here that shit is hard especially (laughs) like you know when you go to school in California or in LA specifically you start to have that like ground base of just the network and contacts and, you know, just a way to kind of maneuver. So when you're coming in on the outside and you, you just basically just got to get like a foot in the door. And thankfully I did. So my first job here, I started working for Chinese laundry shoes, which is this like women's shoe brand, um, which is super girly, funny enough, but it was like my first step into working in fashion here. And so that's all I needed after that like I said the offer just kept rolling in I was jumping around from like brand to brand and I was where I needed to be but getting that first 
step was definitely a challenge because I didn't have anyone I could just call up and be like, hey, you know, you know anyone? Like, it was totally random. And when I got the job, I had to move out here within a week. Like, even that whole situation was crazy. So, yeah, I just really put myself all the way out there. Damn. Yeah, I think um, going anywhere is is a really big step in in your in anyone's career just not having any contacts and really just kind of jumping in head first and just seeing if it'll work out um i mean i know a lot of people that have made similar jumps that from one thing to another it just kind of didn't really work out so they kind of had to go back home and restart um was that ever like a fear in your mind or or was it for you when you come out here no matter what happens with that first job you're going to figure it out and and try to just maneuver I am a very like thorough and determined person so that was never really a serious consideration for me like I knew once I got out here that's all I needed and I think when you look at my trajectory after I did move out here like like I said everything just started to happen and with that to just like even take it back a little bit it's really just about following like that gut feeling and the instincts that come to you and knowing that if you do something is waiting on the other side and so because i always was you know listening to myself very tapped into what i needed to be doing i was able the the path just kind of like laid out you know one after the next in front of me and you know I that I wasn't necessarily like super 100% um, confident going into it because again there were so many challenges I had to overcome of like not being from here not knowing anyone and all of that but I didn't let that stop me and it definitely got me to where I needed it to be. Yeah, I think I think that's that's like an important um, kind of lesson there because um, yeah, I mean I I think everyone's everyone has their fears you know especially when it comes to like I said kind of moving your life uprooting everything that you have and just moving to a completely different spot where you're you're not comfortable um yeah so I mean I think that's a very like that's a very commendable thing that you've done um do you remember like what the first thing first events that you started going to were um in like streetwear stuff specifically no, it doesn't have to be streetwear specific. Just like Okay, I remember the first. So I moved out here literally right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And the, the first thing that I remember going to in LA was like Fox, like Fox Studios, their Christmas party. And I was like, whoa, where the fuck am I? <laughs> like, I just moved here. This shit is crazy. We're on like their little studio lot and they have, you know, all these like DJs and shit. It was definitely you know, for someone who grew up in Virginia and, like, was not about this L.A. life, I was just like, oh, shit, this is cool. I think um, that's, that's like, that's a funny story, I think, because I think when we were talking to Justin, he had a similar story. Um, Oh, first time he came out here, he met someone super random. Um, I think everyone that, everyone, wait, who was it? My bad. I think he, I think he went to the club. He he came to LA on vacation. And he went to the club and he met somebody. I forgot who it was, but 
he, he like the doorman at the club was Jerry Lorenzo though. This is like five or six. It was like eight or something. Like, you know what I mean? I, 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 like everyone has some crazy like, oh, I went to LA. like yo. Literally the first time I ever remember really coming up here, um, we were. I mean, so Orange County's like maybe like hour and a half, two hours away or whatever. Um, it was when one of the times my brother came out to visit us because he was in Virginia at the time mm-hmm. and it was me him and my dad and my uncle we were just driving around my dad loves to be the fucking like tour guide guy like if I have family coming in town like oh yo my dad is driving you to San Diego we're going to LA like anywhere you want to go he's down to drive and just show you everything and just like show you all the sites or whatever so we went to LA and we're just driving around and we were right at the guitar center on um, Sunset and I think there's a fat burger like somewhere on that street and we like turn the corner and um we like look out the window and my brother's like wait is that is that andre 3000 and everyone's like no and we look and we drive past there's definitely andre 3000 just walking with the guitar case out of guitar center <laughs> wow like, what i'm like I don't, i'm like like nine or like 10 or something i'm like yo this is weird like <laughs> everybody like, goes to that guitar center man i yo no for real <laughs> for real yeah, I don't know. It's at LA. It's, it's a trip. You, like, like you'll be doing some regular ass shit and just run into somebody. Like, like, okay. No, literally, I remember. So the first, like, I guess, celebrity encounter I had, I w- was going to Nasty Gal. Do you guys know what that is? That brand. Yeah, be, <laughs> where was that at? Was that a Fairfax or something? It was on Melrose. Melrose. Yeah. And I was going to the store. And there were all these paparazzi outside, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" We go in, we go inside, and fucking Kylie Jenner and I don't know, someone else was in there shopping, and I was like, "Oh, like yo, that's crazy." Just yeah, happened. it's so weird. Um, and that wasn't even where I was going with that, but fuck it, we get a little Kylie Jenner story. Um, <laughs> no, I was thinking like the first time that like we kind of went out, it was at like that like rent dingy ass warehouse you remember oh uh, what you remember that dingy warehouse that we went out like the first time like all three of us kind of went out to la and like i feel like we were like wide-eyed and like talking to everybody like oh hey what's up dude hey what's up hey what's up like yeah i don't know that was like our first time going out in la and that was just like oh my god like after that we we're like dude that was so sick like blah blah, blah whatever whatever like hi dude did you see that dude did you see this like yeah you get, you get it just, it's crazy it's almost like you get like real just like desensitized to it and you, you gotta like know when not to react you gotta just be like yo like i'm just chill because like i might i might be doing too much <laughs> right now if I yeah, yeah like in the car ride back then, it's like, not even it's not even a thought like i remember um we were at 24 hour fitness like just after high school like after practice one day or something and someone was like strangely related to brandon jennings and people were literally in line like trying to get autographs and stuff <laughs> but we were in like we were high school kids i was like oh my god like what yeah, like yeah it's, was, it's crazy that, that would have been a big deal for sure like 10 years ago that for sure would have been a big deal but now it's like oh what's up <laughs> like, uh, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so kind of kind of jumping off of that like you you spoke on like your passions and like how you kind of let that lead you to where you are now um what what would you say that you are passionate about Honestly, I'm passionate about a lot of shit and uh, everything that I'm like really passionate about, I guess you just like kind of know, because like hiking, outdoors, nature, I've started a hiking group. 
I love doing like nail art and that as like a form of self-expression on the side. And, um, and I've had the opportunity to like work with brands and stuff through that, which has been really cool. And I love, um, fashion, like streetwear, specifically beauty, skincare, honestly, just like living a very like well-rounded life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and kind of like touching on all aspects. So if I really like something, like I, I'm someone who's all or nothing. If I'm about it, I'm going all the way in it. And you know I'm about that shit. Um, so as far as like streetwear and the fashion industry, is that something that you you sort of pursued once you got to L.A.? Or were you um, kind of involved in that culture in Virginia as well? Um, I was definitely involved like on a more community level like you know things in college would come up and like the richmond you know fashion week like that kind of shit Mm. i would do uh but it's so limited you know what i mean like growing up and being into all that stuff obviously one of my biggest influences like pharrell from virginia beach and you know there would be times like for instance a real story where we my brother and i who's a year younger than i am we would skip school and go to like, we went to the In My Mind signing in Virginia Beach. And then we would like stop at Commonwealth and like, you know, buy clothes and and then go home. (laughs) But like that Virginia Beach was so far from Northern Virginia. And then, you know, eventually they opened like a Commonwealth in DC, which is a lot closer. But that's just to say it wasn't easily accessible to just be totally um, in it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it was always just like reading about it, taking it in, you know, buying stuff online or, or making those little visits to Commonwealth and stuff. But if you're not living in like in LA or New York, it's really hard to just be like fully immersed and like actually have a community around you who knows what you're talking about. Yeah, I agree. I think um, LA is because I, I can definitely relate to the um, to the whole accessibility thing. Um just being that being in orange county it's like if you don't know what you're looking for there's not really it's very hard to it's very hard to find specific things like that right like a lot a lot of the stores down there are either like you have stuff that's at the mall or you have your like one or two specialty shops that are like an hour away from you yeah Um, but out here it's like on every corner especially nowadays um, yeah, I mean, now it's so different because you can kind of be wherever and still be fully into it now that the level of exposure is just like so much bigger. Mm-hmm. But back then when it was still so small, it was super, super limiting. Yeah. And I think also growing up in Virginia, it felt it was like also very suppressive because you are like one of a few who's really into it. And, um, you know, Virginia is still very much like a traditional place and it's not like new york or la where you can kind of just like wear whatever the fuck you want and no one's gonna look at you crazy so yeah growing up there and being interested in all the things i was interested in it was definitely um weird to say the least yeah um did you feel the same did you feel do you think you felt that anymore because you're a woman definitely i mean 
like I said, I have a brother who's a year younger than me. So, you know, us going into Commonwealth and buying stuff, like, he always felt totally comfortable. But, like, for me, there was always that, like, little bit of discomfort being a girl or, like, a teenage girl in a place like that where there's all these, like, you know, just the old head kind of, like, mentality of streetwear men is just (laughs) not inviting <laughs> welcoming warm or anything whatsoever yeah, yeah. no customers so, whoever just like <laughs> yeah it was just always just like a really weird experience for me yeah um just like being you know in those like awkward teenage years and, and growing up and like being in that kind of environment so i would i definitely feel like once i moved to la i was able to like fully embrace all parts of myself and really um explore like what that meant and just feel totally free to just like be yeah which was very nice um but yeah I think definitely like where you are and and where you're from for sure play a huge role in kind of just like nurturing the environment where you can feel like you can just be yourself yeah it's sometimes really hard like I can only imagine, like, if I would have grown up in, like, Mississippi or, like, Alabama, you know, it would have been even more layers to that shit. I mean, Virginia was kind of weird on its own, but it wasn't that bad. Like, we got Missy, we got Timbaland, we have Pharrell. We have all these, like, influences coming out that it's like, okay, you know, we have something going on, but um, it can be tough. Um, do you feel like, like, I mean, you you kind of touched on it just now, but do you feel like you have kind of overcome that um, not even necessarily like criticism, but just that, like that struggle since you've been out here. Definitely. And I think even like being in this space and like working in these spaces, it can be a challenge to some to not, uh, to just like be fully yourself and, and go completely your own way. And I think that's like the beauty of, it all you know there's so many people who just kind of like replicate each other and, and do what they think they're supposed to be doing and like play out that role because that's just what's common and safe and um you know it's just like a way of assimilating and it's definitely kind of like a survival tactic at the end of the day yeah. but uh we are meant to you know fully express who we are in whatever it is and so like whatever you're passionate about i feel like with me i'm just this like huge venn diagram of like i like this and i like that and like this and it like all overlaps to make this like weird thing but it all works and it's like 100 percent me yeah. and that's one of the things that i had to remind myself when i was working in this space is just like i i add value by being me and fully um fully committing and just like being confident in that and i don't need to be like everyone else because if i was then there's literally no point or there's no value that's being added to you know whatever it is and so that was just like uh a narrative i guess that i had to just kind of like figure out for myself that's real and i mean just to kind of speak on that a little bit like i think I mean, from my perspective, I, I think you've you've done a really good job of doing that. Um, and I think that uh, Hike Club is like the the perfect example of that. You know, I think it, I think in 
in this space, there are a lot of events. Like, I mean, we all know, like people are doing things all the time. People are, exactly. Yeah. They're doing whatever it is, like different companies doing workouts, different people doing parties and just all these different things. So, um, the first time I heard about, um, kind of a, a hiking club that was for women specifically, um, I know I was very interested just because that's something that you don't really see too often. Um, can you speak on, on that and like how you, how you kind of were, why you really wanted to start that? Definitely. So um, once I moved out here, well, like part of the things that I loved doing when I would visit or when I interned here was going out and, and go going hiking. Cause there are so many trails just like easily accessible um you know whether it's running or griffith or whatever and so once i moved out here i was like fully able to just immerse myself and i started going on like road trips to national parks i would go to like zion national park i went to the grand canyon went to antelope canyon did all of that shit yep. and when i was out there i realized one there aren't many like people of color out there if anything it would be i would be like the darkest skin person on a trail and if i'm the darkest skin person on a trail you are missing a whole huge group of people yeah. and so that was weird to me one because i didn't grow up going to those places so going out there and seeing what it was like from this like adult life i was like all right this is interesting and two even on the trails in la like it's not super diverse or i would go out by myself and as a woman that's not really that safe you know you might not see anyone for like 20 minutes depending where you are yeah so like i said if i'm into it it's like all or nothing so i'm like okay now i'm gonna form a group to help bridge these little gaps that i'm seeing one of not seeing like representation of people who like look like me who also like the outdoors like being represented in an outdoor space to providing a safe space for women to come together and like hike together because it's not safe for us to go by ourselves and yeah that's basically how it started and so the first few hikes it was literally just friends i made an instagram page told friends about it we went hiking and that's how it happened and then, so I actually started it in like 2017. And so this was like, you know, in the middle of me doing all this like job hopping and still being in that full-time like work mode. And so it was super inconsistent. I think we maybe did like three hikes or four hikes a whole year. Then 2018 hit, we did, actually just kidding, 2017. So it was the end. So we did like maybe two. 2018 came, we did maybe like four. Then last year, I really buckled down. I was like, all right, we're going to be consistent. We're going to, um, you know, aim for like once a month to do this thing. So we ended up doing, I think we ended up having like eight hikes the entire year. But that shit blew up last year from just being consistent and literally doing what we had been doing the entire time. Entire time.
And it's so crazy because now we're like all official. I have like a fucking megaphone when I go out to <laughs> because the crowds are so big. Yeah. And you know, yeah. we started like we had groups of maybe like five or like seven. I think like the biggest back then was like fifteen. We were like, oh shit, this is this is a good size. <laughs> but you know, last year we ended the year with a hike in LA that had a hundred women. Uh, we actually ended the last month of the year in New York with a hike that had like over 50 women. So yeah. it's become this whole thing. And it's just so crazy to see because it just really started out of just like wanting to have a solution to a problem that I saw and just being very passionate about the outdoors and just like what that did for me from like a healing perspective and just like providing so much clarity and wanting to be able to give that to other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the key takeaway there is that consistency is key. Um, I think very often people try to start things or people, I mean, everyone has ideas, you know, everyone, everyone has an idea of like something. Everyone that has a damn idea, yeah. but no one ever yeah. acts on it. Exactly. If you act exactly. on it and you're consistent, shit will happen. And a, lot, a lot of people give up pretty fast too. Absolutely. But even to break it down to like the root of it, you have to be, actually passionate and invested in whatever it is that you're doing don't yeah. just do it because this person's doing it and that looks like a good idea and they're getting these results so i'm gonna start this you know what i mean like yeah. this is something that i'm super uh passionate about invested in and it's a natural extension of me and i and that's part of why it's been able to like flourish in its way that it is and you know continue to grow if i wasn't all about it I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. I, I think that's cool that there's like a clear uh, through line through all your passions. Like you're into sneakers, you're into hiking, you're into skincare, all that. And it like kind of creates like 
I don't know, would you say it kind of like forms a woman that goes to high club? Definitely. I think the beauty of the hiking group is like there's so many different types of women and you know a lot of them are doing like really creative work we have artists we have designers we have photographers we have you know all these different sorts of like really cool women doing cool things in their own right coming together to do like a very simple thing of just like going into nature together and forming this community which has been really awesome and it's something that I definitely didn't see um, replicated in other hiking groups because, you know, they exist, especially like hiking groups for women, but it's so outdoors oriented that um, I feel like it kind of almost closes itself off to others. It's like, unless you are really passionate about the outdoors, you might not get into those sorts of spaces. But with High Club, it's just like so accessible and that's, you know, that was intentional. I wanted it to be a place where anyone could see themselves fit in and feel comfortable to come out and be able to meet new people. And I think that's been one of the most rewarding things is just actually seeing real friendships come from it. I think that's dope. I feel like the a complaint I hear a lot from women in this space is that it's predominantly like a boys club, like when you go out it's like groups of guys and like maybe they have one or two homegirls or whatever the case but it's like not the easiest to talk to everybody i feel like there you cre- you're creating like a whole support system of women for women which is like really dope definitely and thank you for that i mean i'm obviously not from here and a lot of people who come out there are like either new to la or you know some people are, have been born and raised here but um it's just such a Um, like melting pot so I always say if you're new to LA and you know it's kind of the perfect place for you because one there aren't many spaces where you can just like gather with women in this like non-judgmental way and two the shit is like free all you got to do is you know bring yourself and show up and you're good and we're probably giving (laughs) you snacks and water and stuff you know other times like when you're trying to meet people it's like going out and you're not gonna fucking form a new friendship at Lock and Key, most likely. Like, let's be real here. <laughs> <laughs> it might be the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so this gives you an opportunity to just, you know, be yourself and meet someone else. And a lot of people come by themselves, which is really cool. Um, what do you what do you have planned for the future as far as high club? <clears throat> well. We were supposed to go on this whole um, road trip, like starting in June, but we'll see what the deal is with coronavirus. Yeah. So that is on hold for now. Um, but we also are planning on launching an app and okay. um, expanding it out of LA because we've gotten a lot of requests. And obviously, like I said, we did one in New York that was like really successful. So we're just trying to, you know, take over the world, basically. Yeah, I feel it. Nice. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting towards the, the tail end of, um, of at least the questions that I had. Um, I think one, one good one, um, we, we've, we've spoken about, like, your, your past and how you've kind of gotten to where you are now. Um, and I know one of the, one of the earlier questions that I asked, um, had to do with how you got into like the social media stuff and whether or not school, um, 
whether or not you, you studied that in school and like, that was like the, the route that you were trying to take, um, kind of in the same vein, kind of not. Um, do you think five years ago you saw yourself doing something similar to what you're doing now or, um, or has it been a little bit different? Um, five years ago. Yes. I would say once I started doing the internships and stuff and I, and I was going in the social media route, Mm -hmm. I definitely knew like I wanted to be doing social media for brands and and using that as a tool that I could eventually use for myself one day if I wanted to start my own brand, if I wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So that was very intentional. Um, I don't think I would have necessarily, I for sure never saw me being a person on social media. I definitely was or am even like still surprised by that whole route but um me working in the space and like doing what i'm doing uh it was on the radar okay um and then where do you where do you see yourself in the next five years or what do you what do you hope to be doing in the next five years i that's a hard question i have so much i feel like brewing right now but um one of the things that i've been working to like get, eventually get off the ground is like a big community organization that i wouldn't call it a charity so let me backtrack that so the community organization i think that'll be a big thing that i'll be doing within the next five years um it'll be interesting to see where i go with the hiking group because of you know just how things are going now but i'm assuming we would probably have an app by then and god who knows i think one of the biggest things i've learned is that you can only plan but so much like i said even me taking a turn and like one working in social media but then making social media work for me and being able to like brand myself personally and all the opportunities that have come with that i never saw happening but I opened myself up to those possibilities. And so one of the things that I'm taking with me moving forward into the future is to just continue to kind of just like surrender to that ride and do what I need to do, follow my gut, you know, make those moves to connect the dots. But at the end of the day, I, I don't even really know where the cards are gonna fall, but yeah. I know that if I follow <clears throat> what I need to follow and I do what I need to do that, that place that I'll be in five years is exactly where I need to be. So that's just kind of like been my guiding principles. Yeah. I think that's well said. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, this has been um, definitely a different interview than, than a lot of the ones that you've had in the past. Um, do you guys have any, have any other questions? Cause I have some random questions that are kind of, <laughs> So how how you how you been like keeping sane like yep. <laughs> last like three weeks, like, three weeks? Well, I have literally been doing I think like everything that I'm remotely interested. In. So I've definitely done a lot of nail art. I've been baking. I've been like puzzling. I've been doing my little like adult coloring book shit. Just anything <laughs> that I can do to pass this fucking boredom. But actually, I started doing animal or started playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. That's taken up a lot of my time. 
and also just reading reading so much like reading the history of like modern furniture and shit like that like i'm just diving into <clears throat> all these things that i'm always just kind of like wanting to know more about and now have the time to invest in it all right um you want to go well, I, have, I have one question okay <laughs> go, go go you got it you got it this is for everyone this is for the group what do you guys do with puzzles when you finish them that's a great question, and I am curious to know the answer because I have no idea. <laughs> Damn. Really what, 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 what do people do? Like, like Laminate it? No, nah, but like, like, like prior to social media, like you just finish it and just don't show anybody? Like, I <laughs> so like, don't know. Pat yourself on the back and say, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, like. The point of a puzzle isn't to finish it, it's just to show people. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that's what people do nowadays, though. Like, oh, look, I finished this puzzle. like you frame it like i don't know because i've been wanting to get i've been wanting to get puzzles or like something i don't know i feel like something you can just like leave on the table you know and just like do it like whenever you have downtime but i'm like i don't want to put together i used to laminate them and then do what though i just had that i just had them like i just used to to laminate (laughs) everything bro i used to laminate puzzles just on deck in your room (laughs) I used to shit laminate my Pokemon cards. I had all that shit done. Laminating Pokemon cards though are are fire. You're that kid. You're like the fire <laughs> player cards. Yeah, like <laughs> does that does that, that like fucking... the worth of your Pokemon card if you do that? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I honestly. Don't. Yo. Damn. Um. um yo, my fault. No, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, take have, it, been, take have you been watching anything any shows or like movies or anything yes um i'm trying to think so westworld is back okay and i watched the first and second season when they were out um so i've been trying to get into this third season but it's kind of hard because it's so different okay but uh then obviously tiger king because if you're in quarantine and you haven't watched Quar- i mean tiger king are you really quarantining <laughs> um so true. that's a fucking crazy show also i started that little fires everywhere show that everyone's been talking about with like reese okay um it's okay i'm not a huge fan hmm. and the crown on netflix if you are really into history hmm. That is a really good show. So I've been really sucked into that. Is that oh the okay okay? I'm thinking there was a movie that um, Timothy Chalamet is in. I think it's The King. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I haven't it seen it, but it looks really good. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix too. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And I also watched Lady Bird randomly. It was pretty good. It was good. Okay, I haven't seen that, <clears throat> but I've been meaning to. It's on my list. Yeah, good coming of age story, you know. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I have one final question if anyone has anything they want to ask before. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so earlier you were saying that, like, you went to In My Mind uh, signing mm-hmm. in, like, what was this, like, 2006, probably? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I feel like if I, I don't know, I actually, I, I wasn't driving, so I wouldn't even be able to go if I wanted to anyway, but... Well, one, how was that? And then two, like, like, how was your, how was your, like, uh, how was your, like, like, musical taste changed since then? Because obviously it's, it's been so long. 
like are you just into all the same shit or has it just grown like drastically or like how is it now oh honestly i would say it's pretty similar i always had like a a pretty like eclectic taste and definitely was driven like from my parents like my mom would listen to anything from like guns and roses to like mark anthony to babyface so i was always listening to a lot of different music um and going to that signing, I was so fucking nervous because Pharrell and my, actually my mom drove us to it. I don't even know if I had my license yet, but like my brother and um, my cousin's boyfriend were like the first two in line. So like the news came out and interviewed them. And then <laughs> when we got in, Shay was there. And so like my cousin's boyfriend and my cousin were like talking to him and I was just kind of like listening in but i was too nervous to actually go get the album signed by pharrell so my brother did it and i was like okay that's enough for me i'm standing here watching him do it that's satisfaction (laughs) but then a couple years ago i met pharrell at um what the fuck is that festival called in san francisco oh outside lands yes I met him at Outside Lands. We took a selfie. I felt redeemed. Like 15 year old Evelyn felt redeemed. So I had my my moment. Thinking about the time we shared and how I wasn't there. It hurt me. These people overworked me. Then I heard maybe soon you'll leave. Lord, if you have tricks up your sleeve, I'm not ready to be bereaved. I know I'm always asking for something or another, but this time it's just time. Cause I love her. I just love her. Well, baby, if he don't change his mind or fate or time.
probably feeling blue And you'll do what you must do I hope you know hey. I'd hand the skies to you I'm so embarrassed for mankind I have the nerve to let their weapon shine Do they not know you're about to fly Away The wings that God will give you someday I'm not jealous I just can't take it so hard on me. So west to your ears. The only thing I ever feared was this day. No. And having to say, it goes while you're here. Yeah. I wanna tell you something. I, I said I love you, girl. Okay. That's a, that's a good that's a good moment that's a good way to like to kind of complete that that circle yeah yeah. yeah it was i went from being too shy to be able to fucking wait in line and just get the damn thing signed i didn't even i like i wouldn't even have had to say anything i could have just like given him the album and walked <laughs> away but i was too nervous to even do that and then i went to actually like going up to him asking for a picture taking a selfie we look like we're related because I didn't really have, like the same skin tone, and it was a moment, a moment in time. No, that's a moment for real. Sick. Actually, maybe y- you guys can use that for the promo of this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just only the photo of me and Pharrell. <laughs> Damn, I have to do that. <laughs> so yeah, that was definitely a full circle moment. Mm. Um, well, I guess you got yeah. on that note. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, my last my last question kind of just goes with um with the whole Tiger King thing. Um, <laughs> do you do you believe that that Carol killed her husband? One hundred percent. Okay. She's crazy. <laughs> Damn. Um. Well, yeah, I think um, no. But for a last last question, I guess um, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with? Anything that um, that you've been, whether it's like an album that you recently heard that you're like really into that you think people should listen to, or um, a book that you've been reading? I know you mentioned um, kind of like the history of like modern furniture, things like that. Like any specific books, um, anything that you want to leave leave the people with? Honestly, um. All I really want to leave people with or feeling is that they can really do whatever the fuck they want to do. And they don't have to be, you know, already in, uh, you know, a big city, whether it's New York or L.A., or they don't have to know all of these people. They can still get, you know, their dream jobs or work 
for whoever, work for themselves, and be a part of whatever it is that they're really passionate about. And all that shit doesn't matter. As long as you are true to yourself and are willing to do the work to get there, you can really accomplish and do whatever it is that you want to do and get out of life. Very powerful. (laughs) We um, (laughs) agree wholeheartedly. Um, No, but I mean, we we, we definitely want to thank you for taking the time. Um, I mean, I know that the whole world has time on their hands right now, but I'm sure, I'm sure you, you could have continued reorganizing your room. Honestly, I'm glad you guys stopped me. It was getting out of hand. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yo, since, since we're, since this is virtual, um, usually when we interview people, we, we take a picture, like we take a Polaroid of them against like a white, like wall or whatever. Um, do you have any pictures of your, like, like a self, not even a selfie, just like someone, I don't know, like against like, white wall which is a picture of you or something or you i'm sure i do i have so many pictures of myself there's got to be at least one <laughs> white wall. <laughs> yeah it's like it's not as basic as possible or, or, or crazy i mean shit whatever you want like yes i definitely have something i will for sure send over okay sick thank you well oh one other little note mm-hmm. you can accomplish whatever you want all while still being true to yourself don't feel like you have to change or cool. be a part of whatever it is, just do you. Drop a, drop a flex bomb on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, thank you once again. Um, You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. This was fun. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to all get together in real life soon. Yes, go outside again. Yeah, seriously. Talking about, I'm, I've been outside. <laughs> Mark Marcus and Barbados. I'm dead. Yeah. Oh my god. Not that last jet before quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Oh shit, hold on. <laughs> Alright. Alright, for oh. sure. Everybody be safe. Uh thanks again. Evelyn, it was, it was really dope, man. So thanks guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're gonna we'll probably interview. have this we'll probably have this interview ready like I don't know like over the next couple of days. But um, did, was there any time specifically you wanted to like drop it or? No, I'm good with whenever. You know, I'm just here redecorating. <laughs> <All right, sure. laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then last question. Then, um, I'm gonna cut all this at the end so we can everyone can whatever. Um, okay, cool. But um, I, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. You don't have to have an answer now because it's kind of a random question. But I'm gonna ask for like some songs. That you want me to put in we usually like incorporate music into all the interviews okay. and all the podcasts and stuff um so just start i'll probably ask tomorrow just to give you some time perfect sounds wonderful nice i'm sorry if i was like laughing when you were talking i was not laughing at you i was laughing at like chris's like little facial expression <laughs> no no you're fine <laughs> <laughs> This was kind of weird, like seeing Chris and Isle's face and then just like Evelyn Escobar talking. I know! I'm so, I didn't realize everyone would be showing their faces. I would have been prepared. I'm sorry. It's all good. I think it would have been better if we just all like stopped the video, but whatever. It's cool. I was going to see this video. I was looking myself in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We, uh, whatever. 
next time, next time. I don't like these like video calls. In person is like so much better. I feel like you could like. No, I agree. I agree. They should let you share a little picture. Like I could have put my little like animated <laughs> Animal Crossing person up here instead. <laughs> what is Animal Crossing? I have no idea. It's like it's like it's like it's like, <laughs> like a like a kitty version of The Sims, pretty much. Okay, it's most close. I would relate it to like a Pokemon or uh, like Zelda with no fighting. It's just like you have a little person on a deserted island. You have to like accomplish these tasks. You have like a little house that you can decorate. Uh, You have to go to like other deserted islands to like get resources. People move to your island. But the reason why this shit is going off right now is because you can visit other people's islands. So if your friends are playing, you can just like hang out with them in Animal Crossing. Yes, yeah. Don't take care of your like of your person. Does it or your character? Does it die or like how's that? How's it that never work? dies. There's like no fighting. So that's where the kitty shit comes in. Uh-huh. But you can travel to other people's islands. You can trade like stuff with your friends. You can give them furniture. You can give them clothes. Yeah, I've seen people get fits off in that game. So yeah. Yes, crazy. people are recreating <laughs> real shit. That's crazy. <laughs> it's fun. You guys should buy it if you have a switch. Let's tap in. Oh, you need a switch. Oh. Yeah. oh man, that's a deal breaker. No, get the switch. It's fun. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Alright. But if you guys end up getting Animal Crossing, add me. <laughs> I'm being serious. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Alright, well, thanks I'm, again. I'm leaving guys. Thank <laughs> you guys. I'm gonna go to dinner now. Right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> So embarrassed, so I left for Paris when the bailiffs came. Such a savage, how'd you manage with me? Have my last name. Put you in the palace, living lavish, babe. It's not a game, I'm trying to level up. I'm trying to put the fork in. Feel like my life's been up for auction. Remember when my dreams distorted. That was back when grandma got deported. I'm all in, kid, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah. I'm all in, yeah, I'm all in